Welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. I'm Richard Lane and it's Thursday, March 31st. In this podcast, we're going to focus on the upcoming election in the United States. It may be seven months away, Tuesday, November the 8th to be exact. But you may have noticed there's quite a lot of heat already being generated by the presidential hopefuls as the individual parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, the battle to choose their candidate continues at a furious pace. We won't know who the successful candidate is for those parties until the summer. But what about health and health care? Because after all, the Affordable Care Act, which became law in the United States in 2010, has been landmark legislation produced by the work of President Barack Obama. So what are the new presidential hopefuls saying about health? Well, to help us unpick what is quite a complicated picture, Susan Susan Jaffe, our Washington DC-based correspondent, has written a World Report item in this week's issue of The Lancet and has also helped produce a podcast for us. So take it away, Susan. Thanks, Richard. This is Susan Jaffe in Washington, D.C., and this week I've got an update on the U.S. presidential race and the candidates' health care proposals. There's one thing I should say at the outset. If you're puzzled by this campaign, you're not alone. Things are different this campaign season. Donald Trump, the leading contender for the Republican Party nomination for president, is a billionaire businessman and former Democrat who has never run for elected office. Democrat Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State, a presidential candidate in 2008 who challenged Barack Obama, is leading in the race to become the first woman to win her party's nomination for U.S. president. But she's facing increasingly tough competition from Senator Bernie Sanders, who represents Vermont, the second least populated state in the country, and a self-proclaimed socialist. At almost every campaign stop, he invites supporters to join him in a political revolution to reclaim power from the wealthy. So far, I think it's safe to assume that most people would agree with the assessment of Larry Levitt, senior vice president at the Kaiser Family Foundation, a health care research organization, who was a health care advisor to President Clinton. It has been the most unpredictable campaign I've ever seen. You know, it's always dangerous to make any hazard any guesses about what might happen. But at least as of now, you know, you have to call Clinton and Trump the front runners. No matter who gets nominated, we will be set up for a, you know, a debate over very stark differences about the future of the health system in the general election. On the Republican side, candidates asked about the Affordable Care Act, President Obama's landmark health law, say the same thing Republicans have said since the law was passed six years ago. They want to repeal it, and they want to replace it. Republicans in Congress have voted more than 60 times to repeal it, but have been unsuccessful while the law's chief architect, President Obama, remains in the White House. But even if a Republican takes over, repeal won't be as easy as it sounds said Tom Miller, a resident fellow at the conservative American Enterprise Institute. And not only do you need a Republican in the White House, you need a more than a bare majority in the Republican Senate as well as the House. You have to get them to agree on what they would actually agree on, which is no easy task. 
Although Trump says he would repeal the law, he would also keep some provisions like the one requiring health insurance companies to sell coverage to people who have pre-existing health problems and who may have high health care needs. He also supports lowering prescription drug costs by allowing Americans to buy cheaper drugs from other countries and also allowing the government's Medicare program to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies for lower drug prices. And when When I talked to Sam Clovis, Trump's chief policy advisor, I pointed out that these are changes many Republicans oppose. I don't give a crap about the Republican Party. We're, we care about what's important for the American people. This is what this is the whole issue. You know, there's you know, a lot of people are sitting there asking and, and they're considering this whole notion that you have to have this particular orthodoxy or or you're not you're not you know, you're not pure or you're not going to be able to do that. It's about time we started thinking about what was in, in the interest of the American people and not what's in the interest of special interests, because the only special interest not represented in Washington is the people. On the Democratic side, Bernie Sanders would phase out the online health insurance exchanges created by the Affordable Care Act, where private insurers sell coverage. He would replace it with an expanded Medicare for All program based on the Medicare program for older Americans, which eliminates insurance companies and other private sector middlemen. The Sanders plan would guarantee health care to all and does so in a way that controls costs and saves individuals and families money, according to Michael Lighty, policy director of the National Nurses United, a union of 185,000 nurses who have endorsed the senator. Senator Sanders is right. Healthcare is a human right, and every other advanced and industrialized country has recognized that and figured out a way to provide universal health care. So we know it's possible. We know other countries do it. That's really his point, is that don't tell me it's not possible when every other country that's like the U.S. has done it. If you look at what the U.S. spends through public sources, it's kind of roughly comparable per capita to what other countries spend to cover everybody. The private sector spending is a source of a lot of the waste, which, of course, is counterintuitive to a narrative out there that government's the problem. But in healthcare, it turns out government's the solution. Hillary Clinton remains a strong supporter of the Affordable Care Act, but has proposed changes to improve it, says Neera Tandon, president of the Center for American Progress, a liberal think tank, who served as policy director for Clinton's 2008 presidential campaign and then joined the Obama administration as a senior advisor for health reform. Clinton argues that we have, you know, we need a new generation of health care reform. You know, the Affordable Care Act is really important to addressing healthcare costs for healthcare costs for the country. Healthcare costs have uh, healthcare inflation has moderated nationally. We had double, triple level of normal inflation. Medical inflation was double or triple normal inflation rates for several years. That has definitely come down, and it it it, it has it has really well addressed. There's more work to do, but it's really in a path to addressing the challenge of getting everyone covered, universal coverage. So those are two big challenges we face, and the Affordable Care Act is meant to solve. The challenge we have today is how high healthcare still is for consumers. Now, this was this was a trend before the Affordable Care Act, and it is a trend outside of the Affordable Care Act, which is that over the last 
decade and a half, employers and providers have been shifting costs to workers. Clinton would provide additional subsidies to lower monthly insurance bills and also cap patients' prescription drug costs at $250 a month. These are just some of the candidates' health care proposals, and there will be more details to come in the weeks ahead. Reporting for The Lancet in Washington, D.C., I'm Susan Jaffe.